This episode of the Dub Dub Review is sponsored by the Theme Park Brothers. Are you looking for YouTube videos that feature some of the great holiday decorations at the Walt Disney World Resort? Check out their recent footage of the Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Are you looking for resort walkthroughs? Well, check out their recent footage of the Saratoga Springs, including a boat ride to Disney Springs. Are you looking for some YouTube videos that feature a Disney Cruise Line? Well, check out their full walkthrough as well as their seven-day adventure on the Disney Fantasy Cruise Line. Again, that's the Theme Park Brothers on YouTube. Hello, welcome to the Dub D Dub Review. I'm your host, Chris Malik, and I'm joined by my co-host, Peter Panacorvo. How you doing, Pete? Good. Excellent. Uh, in full disclosure, this show's being recorded before Christmas, just a few days before, because we want to make sure we have a good show to listen to from Christmas to New Year's. But Pete, I wanted to actually ask you a question. Do you have okay. you have a favorite Christmas memory? Or something that happened in your life on Christmas you want to share? Um, yeah, I was I growing up as a kid. Christmas Eve was always at Grandpa's house. That was always what I looked forward to. I would have been, I was there the week before to help get food ready, and then we were there a week later for actual Christmas Eve. Was it all home cooked food? Did oh, I, I, yeah, okay. The week before, it would be a small army of people. Um, it was an Italian house, so it was the Feast of the Seven Fishes. So it was literally be a small battalion cleaning fish and shucking clams and you know, chopping garlic and parsley and juicing lemons and cutting celery. and It was like an all-day process. That's an awesome family memory to have everyone cooking together. What do you guys do now? What's your current Christmas look like? Besides, if you weren't working, what would it look like? Um, <laughs> now it, it's kind of okay. Who's got to work what day? Who's going to whose family on which day? Mm-hmm. Um, is which kids are working and which kids do not have to work? Who has who for which day? Because my <laughs> brother has a daughter that he only gets either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I only laugh, Pete, because that's... So we try to work that around, and oh, then, yeah. there's, there, then there's still, oh, uh, yeah, what about the other side of the family, like my, my wife's side of the family? I'm not really going to get to see for Christmas this year, but yeah, yeah it, it kind of is what it is. You know what? I think there are more people listening that actually have Christmases like that than just a standard, oh, we know where we're going now, so uh, I get that as well. Uh, my fa- my side of the family, Pete, I've got a, a good story. Well, it's kind of embarrassing, but God love So it's her. a good story. <laughs> yeah. God, God love my grandma. She's been gone for quite some time now. But we used to have Christmas at the house. We used to do all the cooking, and that got a little difficult. So later on, as I became a young teenager and an older teenager, we, we used to go out to dinner as a family. We used to pick a restaurant, and my immediate family, my brother's girlfriend, who has now been his wife for 20-plus years, and my grandmother 
my aunt, we always used to go to a nice restaurant and then come back home for some dessert and opening up gifts at the house. And I remember my mom's mom, so my grandma who used to live with us, at this point she was probably, I would say, around 90. And she drunk zero during the year. I, I, okay. I, I can hardly remember her drinking. And we, uh, I think I can see where this is going. Oh, yeah. So so wait, so it's a great story. So we're at a coffee shop. And no, it's a little fancier than a coffee shop, kind of like a, a family steakhouse type place. And she orders, of course, what a uh, a woman of her age would order. I don't remember if it was an old uh, an old fashioned or a Manhattan, but one of those two. But she literally had no alcohol resistance whatsoever in her body. <laughs> so we're we're all sitting down, we're eating. She's got this drink in front of her, and she's drinking it. And my grandmother, who was pretty mellow, all of a sudden is loud. Oh my God, I'm drunk. I feel drunk making this huge scene at this restaurant. This 90 year old. The poor waiter's got her hand on her rear as he walks past with a tray full of food for the other table. We couldn't get her to quiet down. She, she would not stay quiet. So That's awesome. It was a great memory. I, I remember to she, this day. She had a good Christmas Eve or and a bad Christmas day or a good Christmas day and a, a bad oh. day after Christmas. You know, it's things like that with family, though, that really sticks with you after a while. I remember walking mm-hmm. her out, holding her by the arm, my other brother, just to make sure she got back in the car. And this was literally like one drink. But at that point, you have no resistance at that age. So, yeah. But she was having a good time. We were all having a good laugh at her expense. But it was all, all just due to family love. So um, good memories. Hey, we got a show coming up. I wanted to explain what this show is. It's something a little different. The Lost uh, episode. It is the Lost. It it is genuinely. It's not even a podcast, is it, buddy? No, it was. It was recorded for the Theme Park Brothers, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And then it was lost to the the hard drive somewhere for. A, we we did this back in April. Yes. So I, I want to say April or May. No, you're right. It's it was early April. We did a show with Michael. <laughs> and ridiculous. But we've recovered it, and we want to put it out because, honestly, it's three really good friends just talking about Fast Passes and Epcot. And the idea is, Michael's got a version of this he's going to release. If it's not today, it's this week. Eventually. Yeah, if it's not. It might actually be today, or it could be this week. And the episode is called Best Use of Fast Passes in Epcot. So we want to give the, you know, the forward warning saying that the show is unedited it's completely unscripted there are a few times that i utter uh uh the the word and i apologize it is kid friendly it's not kid friendly i utter the word crap a few times in joke because we thought we'd be edited out but the show is a good show and it's funny and it's all innocent in nature so i guarantee you even if your kids were watching uh ava and ben you guys will be safe I would not pollute your ears with profanity on the air. Um, uh, it wasn't as of the day that we're recording. We'll put it because I'm looking at their page right now on YouTube, and it is not okay. They did some. They did a Seuss landing at Universal's Islands of Adventure walkthrough today. Oh no! When this show airs, when it comes out, it'll be out. So that's what I meant. So okay, because I would say as of this recording, yeah. It's not out yet. Well, well, the reason it's it's taken so long to come out on his page is honestly, you and I, people know this. Well, we like to talk, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, and it's I'm, I can only imagine how bad it must be to try to make like, us sound good. 
Well, yeah. Well, there's <laughs> there's that, but to make it sound intelligent and and edit it together where it doesn't sound choppy. Yeah, Michael, I know worked on this for a long time, so he's finally got it ready to go. Um, we got it ready to go, so we're gonna re- release this somewhat simultaneously, but. We want to give you a heads up. Some of the information is slightly outdated. As a matter of fact, we talk about Universe of Energy. So we know it's no longer there. But... Wait a minute, it's no longer there? Uh, Nobody on, told me anything. Only in my dreams and on YouTube. That's that's all that there is. Uh, that's all there uh. is. So it was worth releasing, though. So we hope you enjoy it. It is from April. It's Chris, it's Pete, and it's Michael talking about the best use of Fast Passes. Give it a listen. See what you think. Here we go. All right. So we're recording now, right? You're, you're rolling? I'm going to make sure. We've been recording for the last... I record everything from the start to the end. So we've been recording for the last 11 and a half minutes. So. Great. I will use it all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, we will go ahead and start. Um, I'm going to... The rest of it I'll just record on my own, kind of like the intro and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so we'll just start with the great movie ride. Wait a oh, oh, we're we're in Hollywood <laughs> Studios. We're we're gonna pass that one in Epcot, right, Pete? Oh my lord! Yeah, absolutely. I had, I had the wrong sheet in front of me. Epic, Epcot's right in front of me on the computer. The other one's still in the binder, and I looked in the binder. Okay, What's let's start over. Binders and all kinds of stuff, man. We got a map. Let's, He's organized. We map. <laughs> organized, and I started Hollywood Studios. All right. Well, we will start with, and this is kind of uh, an interesting one, but we will start with Disney and Pixar Short Film Festival, a.k.a. Captain EO. Captain EO, <laughs> great. If it was Captain EO, I'd fast pass it. I agree. I think I would, too. But but being that it's not Captain EO, eh, probably not. Hmm. Michael, How about you, Chris? Um, I'm going to embarrass myself. I've never seen it. Believe it or not. Terrible. I've never seen it. But I do understand that it's not too long to get onto, so I would say no fast pass. I would agree with that one, because I think it's kind of along the lines of the Mickey's Philhar Magic at Magic Kingdom. This is a place where you're in a holding area. Anyway, so I don't think that you should need to use that fast pass just to go sit and wait in the holding area. <laughs> you know, you can do that on your own. Um, I think it's a cool attraction. Uh, the The films are cool, but I don't know that it's it's more of a time killer than yeah. anything else, I think. It's always been low on the list of priorities when you go to Epcot. That's such a full day. That one hardly ever seems to get to the top of the list, you know? Absolutely. It's there if you need some air conditioning, I think. I bet you its attendance is way up during the summer as opposed to during the spring. Pete finds himself close to that one just for the DVC lounge. Yeah. Right? Yep. Nice. Share the building. Me into that DVC lounge, by the way. Yeah. If one of us are with you, absolutely. Yeah. I want to see this thing. Yeah. All right. Moving right along to Frozen Ever After. No. What says you, Pete? No. What do you mean, no? A thousand times no. No, that you don't want to fast pass it, or no, you just refuse to go on it? Yes. Yes. Michael, how are you going to use that one? I I don't know, but I'll tell you what. I think that, so as a personal preference, Pete, you wouldn't fast pass it, but would you suggest 
to fast pass this attraction based on historic weights or things like that? Um, based on historically, historically speaking, there's no reason to go on it anymore. <laughs> it's not helping him. It's not helping Michael at all. Um, so, so if it was Maelstrom, would if you? If it was Maelstrom, you fast pass that all day if you have to. All right, I'll take it a green as for a fast pass for Frozen Ever After. No, what about you, Chris? You can't do that. You're, you're putting words in my mouth. Now. Oh Come on. man, Michael, it is the most imperative fast pass on Walt Disney World property. Not because I have a little girl, but if you want to go on that ride, that will cost you one half of your day waiting in the standby line. I absolutely agree on that one. It's a double, it's a triple green. Right? I I think that this one is a necessity. Especially if, I mean, if you want to go on it. I think this is extremely important to have a fast pass for. Um, If you don't want to go on it, of course, it's, it's a moot point. We don't even need to argue about it, right? Um, but I think if you do want to ride the attraction, it's probably necessary. For Pete, yeah, we will if, move if, on. If, no, if you want to go on it for some strange reason, I can't comprehend why you'd want to go on it. But if you did, you should definitely get a fast pass for it, yeah. Sounds good. All right, next one. I, I bet we'll all agree on this one. But uh, Journey into Imagination with Figment. Oh, if this were the old imagination. I can't say to fast pass this anymore. Yeah, have you ever found yourself in an extremely long line to see Journey into Imagination? Um, not this version of it, no. No, and I, I think it's one of those that if you did find yourself you know, staring at a very long line for the attraction, you would probably just put skip it off it. and wait or skip yeah. completely. How about you, Chris? I agree a hundred percent. Skip it. Definitely don't fast pass it. And it shouldn't take more than 15 or 20 minutes to board. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one, living with the land in the fast land pavilion. Fast pass that. Fast pass it. That is one of my favorite attractions. I really like it. Uh, living with the land too um, I think it's one of those ones though that is hit and miss you know there's times where that that line I've is seen an hour and a half wait for that yeah yeah and it and it is um, what is that switchback heck going back oh yeah and it, I, it, I bet you could say every one of those quotes that's on the wall there too <laughs> probably <laughs> I'm going to tell you not to fast pass it and I, I can't honestly tell you, I must have been on it 20 times in my life, which is probably not a whole heck of a lot. I don't think I've ever waited more than 15 minutes. Um, it's like Small World. It's just a matter of when you hit it. So my tip is you go in the morning, don't go between 11 and 2 when lunch is, and then go after 2 o'clock and you're fine. You'll walk on within 15 minutes. Yeah, it, it's definitely pick your poison with living with the land. It's either going to be extremely packed or nothing at all. And I say it, the bad thing about living with the land is that it's in the land pavilion there. So it's you would have to double back, right? So this is something you kind of have to plan ahead um, to when you were going into that attraction. Um, I'm sure we'll get to this a little later with Soren, but maybe plan your Soren fast pass around a time that would be good to go on living with the land um, so that you can kind of get that in at the same time without having to double back. 
Or that makes sense. Another option, and this is going to be kind of out there, so go with me here. Instead of writing it, walk through it and take the behind the scenes tour. It's inexpensive. It's, it's like I think it's less than twenty bucks. That is one of the less expensive tours, absolutely. And I'd love to do that one. I think that would be a lot of fun. Have you done it? I haven't. It was supposed. To, it was on the list for the last trip, and we never got around to it. So, but it's definitely something I plan on doing. Absolutely. I think, though, once you would go do that behind the scene, you'd probably want to ride it afterwards, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I'm i not sure if, that, if riding it isn't part of the tour. I know oh, you really? walk I through it. That. I know you walk through it, but it, I mean, you may ride it first. That's or after, I don't know. With, you know, with your tour guide. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> All right, so moving on, we're going to go over to Mission Space. Now, this one could be conditional. So let's say you would fast pass orange but not fast pass green. Um, You know, what kind of situation are you or are you never fast passing Mission Space? Michael, just so I remember correctly, is orange for the tough guys and green for the sissies? Is that how it plays out? Yeah, green is wussy mission space, and, and orange is the vomit bag mission space. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Pete. Um, I, you know, I haven't run across a real long, long line for that one in a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say don't fast pass it. Just keep an eye on your wait times through either the Disney app or the Lines app. That sounds good. What do you think, Chris? You know, I completely agree. It doesn't need a fast pass. I think the max I've waited on there has been a half an hour. So I don't think it's worth your fast pass, you know, uh, uh, reservation. That ride is very polarizing. Even before you go on it, people already have a predetermined idea. I'm not going on that ride. It never seems to be more than 30, 35 minutes. Especially since Epcot's tiered fast passes, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and and that's something we really need to get into once we haven't hit one of those top-tier attractions yet, um, but you are going to have to take your pick between one of the three big guys. Um, so, yeah, Mission Space isn't on the top tier, thank goodness, um, but I really don't think that you need it anyway. Like you said, Orange gets a little ridiculous at times. For some reason, it seems like everyone I know rides green, mm-hmm. but maybe that's because I'm friends with people who don't have strong stomachs. Well, but you, you know, one person that rides orange. I, oh, you ride orange? I, I always ride orange. I, yeah, I have as well. See, I can't do orange, and, and well, you know me, I, I don't do thrill rides. I think that may be one I could actually do more than another, mm-hmm. um, just because I actually love the feeling and the sensation of being pushed back. And I would be more likely on a simulator to do something like that than I would on a roller coaster. Hmm. So oddly enough, I think I would probably be more apt to go on Mission Space Orange than I would to, say, go on Space Mountain. Hmm. I, I think that that would... I, I don't know why closed-in spaces bother me a little but not too bad. Um I actually love the feeling of the G-forces if I'm not dealing with heights. Yeah. 
and I think that I could close my eyes and the height part is out, right? If I'm on orange, you would still feel it, but the height part, I wouldn't be able to think that I was in space. I don't know. That's just me. I'm really weird that way. Um, you're, you're not wrong, though. They, they, they have synced the screen and the feelings like perfectly that I think it's all the mental preparation beforehand. The moment you get close to the ride, you're thinking, oh, this is going to spin me. I'm going to be sick. But if you just go with it and you get locked into the ride and you just pay attention to the screen in front of you, like uh, it's it's well done. You don't really feel, you know, the the eternal feeling of space spinning. It, it's 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 hardly noticeable. I mean, is that what you notice, Pete? I mean, I, I didn't I didn't feel like I was on some violent centrifuge, not at all. Yeah, no, me neither. Mm-hmm. They actually do tell you do not close your eyes, though. I've heard really that. to make it worse. Yeah, I've heard it that will. as well. Yeah. If you if you close your eyes or if you try to look around instead of looking ahead, it can disorient you and make you a little nauseated. I guess that could make sense. Yeah, because you know I know that when you're even when you're on the like something as tame as the teacups, if you look around, you're you're toast mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that makes sense. All right, moving on. The Seas with Nemo and Friends. we talking the attraction, or are we talking about the entire pavilion? What are we talking about here? Uh, the Fast Pass Plus would be just for the attraction, the, the actual ride through The Seas, Nemo, and Friends. Okay. I'm going to say don't Fast Pass it. So if you're going to use a Fast Pass in The Seas Pavilion... I would suggest you use it for for Crush because I think you're going to get a better a, tr- a better interaction than that. Okay, well that makes sense. How about you, Chris? It and I'm going to say don't fast pass it with an asterisk. It depends on the age of the audience. If you have someone less than say six years old and you need to go before seven o'clock at night, fast pass it. If you can put it off till seven thirty. You won't face more than a 10-minute wait. It'll almost be walk-on at that point. But based on the age of the rider, if you can wait it out, it'll be just fine later on in the afternoon, in the uh, maybe even early evening. Yeah, I agree with that one. I think it's it's definitely not fast pass. But yeah, it is pick your poison. Because the, the funny thing with the season Nemo, with Nemo and Friends is even if there is no no one in line... That standby queue is a half a mile of walking. Um, you walk inside, and, and it is pitch black, too, especially if you go during the, the day when it's really sunny, and then you go into this queue. I'm telling you, sometimes it's hard to navigate to see, to go around in there. Um, so that would be the, and, and it sounds interesting, that would be the only reason I would fast pass it, would be to skip the, Switchback, switchback, walking all through the beach, inside, all that. Um, because it basically takes you directly to the end of the line uh, to where you can to, can go in. So it would save you some walking. So if you can't find anything else to fast pass, we have fast passed it before because of Cameron's age, you know, and things that we could get fast passes for that were still available. And the Seas with Nemo and Friends is almost always available so um we have done it just to save that walk through the queue 
Yeah, that sounds strange, but... That is potentially one of my favorite attraction houses uh, on property. It kind of really makes me feel like a connection to original Epcot. And I know the Land Pavilion is very original, and so is Universe of Energy. But that has that early 80s feel to it. Something really cool and space-age and futuristic and modern, yet is completely outdated right now in time, you know? But it really feels like Epcot. Um, they've done a really cool job, you know, with mine, 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 you know, outside and, <laughs> but I love the look of that pavilion. Got an awesome, yeah, retro feel. All right, guys. So we're getting into the tiered ones now. So we'll attack the tiered ones together. Okay. So these, you can only pick one of these three attractions. And when I did Magic Kingdom, I didn't throw in the parades or wishes, um, but I am going to throw in Illuminations for Epcot just because uh, we have time to yeah. throw it in and uh, there's not as many attractions to cover as was with Magic Kingdom. So your top, your three for the top tier are Soren, Test Track, and Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. So, Pete, which one of those three are you picking? We'll start there. Uh uh, man, this is tough for me. I love Illuminations. But, I mean, if you haven't experienced the new Soren yet, I'm going to say to use Soren. If right. you have... If you have, and you just really want that premier spot to see Illuminations without having to waste an hour or two hours staking out your spot, go for Illuminations. Have you ever done the Illuminations fast? I have. I sure have. Because I'm, I'm curious. Of, I've never done it, so I don't even know where the uh, fast pass area is for Illuminations. So can you kind of let me it know is, where that's at? It is actually right in between the two stores at the very front of World Showcase. Okay, all right. That's where we used to like to watch Illuminations from, so that makes sense. Yeah, you get, you're get you close enough, you can actually make out the, the pictures that are on the globe. And, you know, it, it's a... I will tell you, it's a very warm spot to watch Illuminations because you get a lot of the heat from the fire barge and stuff, but... And, you know, that is important. Seeing illuminations from a certain perspective is extremely important um, because you can come away from illuminations as great of a show as it is. And be very underwhelmed by it. Yeah, you can be because the view can make a difference. I know we've stood somewhere where that island out in the middle with the trees has completely blocked the, the globe. And at that point, for the longest time, you're sitting there staring at nothing, right? So that that's a bad, bad thing. And that's always been kind of one of my things about Illuminations. And I know that's a separate topic altogether. But I've often thought that there's – I love it, but I could see where an average non-Disney uh, lover might get bored um, during a significant portion of Illuminations. Especially with a bad view. Yeah. Because you're just you're sitting there and you're the music is amazing and I think that's the only thing that really carries it at that point because yeah you've got fountains lit up but you can see that at the local mall right um, you've got 
occasional fireworks, but it's not even during that whole stretch. How long is like three, five minutes, maybe even longer to where it's just the music and the uh, images on the globe. So uh, that, I I don't know. That's kind of my worries when we look at wishes moving forward too, going to more of a projection slash fireworks show. I'm afraid the same thing's going to happen over there, but we'll see. I got sidetracked. Get back on course. Chris, Soren, Test Track, and Illuminations. Which one are you picking? Okay, so you would pick, a person should pick Soren. And I'll explain why. That Soren queue is long, but there is virtually nothing to break apart that queue. It's just length. It's corridor. Test Track at least has an interactive queue, and even before that, there's exhibits from GM for you to look at and see. So uh, even if you're outside queuing a little bit, once you get inside, that line doesn't nearly seem as long as the eternal hallway of Soren. And, you know, Pete's passionate about Illuminations. I'm not. So I would never consider a fast pass for Illuminations because I've always been able to find myself a really nice view just when you walk around a little bit. Usually it's on the bridge between France and United Kingdom. But... I can always find a view. Like, I've never felt like I needed to actually put a fast pass to it, you know? And it's it's never even occurred to me that I would waste my time finding a fast pass for it. Though I guess if that was what you were passionate about and you wanted a premium spot for it, I could see it, but I would never consider it. Chris, have you been yeah. to Soaring since they opened the third theater? So, no, I have, we good? I, I have not been in the queue since it's changed to Over the World. You know, okay, because the, the the wait time is cut significantly. Okay, and they actually have redone the games and stuff in that corridor. Okay, so it waiting in that corridor now isn't quite as bad as as you may believe it to be. I think it was about a year or so since we waited in that line. Maybe a little bit longer than a year. I haven't been on it since that point. And I, I mean, it, it's it can still be long. Yeah. But it it's not just that that hallway of doom. <laughs> yeah, okay. with the games that don't work, and you're almost falling off the edge trying to get it to see you. And yeah, I've been there. Yep. But I do okay. think that test track has got some cool things to look at. In the Absolutely, and I think you know when I look at Soren test track and Illuminations, um, I'm going to pick Soren as well. And the reason I'm not going to pick Test Track, I'm going to throw it out because I think Singer, Single Rider helps that a lot. Mm. It has that mm-hmm. Single Rider option so that if you wanted to split up or even if only one person in the party wants to to go on the attraction, um, whatever the case may be, I think that that option really can cut your time down. Because Single Rider, you know, it could be... a our wait and standby single rider could be 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. So that that's a huge plus for test track when it comes to that. Um, illuminations. I agree with you, Pete. I think that if somebody, maybe it's their first time and they're going to be there in the evening for, for illuminations. I think that it may be worth it to fast pass it just so that they don't have to stress because they number one, won't know where the best place is to go. Uh, unless they ask around or do their research. Um, And secondly, they may spend too much time wasting 
plotting, you know, getting their spot and sitting there. And um, we all know how that goes anyway. Sometimes. Yeah, actually, I was going to say one of the other things, even if it's not their first time, if it's at a very limited time constraint, like they only have one day in Epcot and they really want to see illuminations, it may be worth it to them just to know, okay, I've got a good spot for illuminations. I don't have to worry about that. Absolutely. I can be on another attraction up until 8.30, you know, and, and extend their time in other places. Good point. Yep, I think that's that's true. All right, so we will move on. We have a few attractions left. We've got Spaceship Earth. Okay. Uh, don't go there first thing in the morning, and you won't have to fast pass it. All right, short and sweet. What about you, Chris? Exactly. Do it on your way out. You'll wait three to five minutes, and you'll be fine. I completely agree. The only time we use this is if we're only going for a few hours, and we really want to ride the attraction, and we don't want to, and it may be midday, and we don't want to chance it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, absolutely. That's the only time I would think you would need to fast pass spaceship earth is if you really want to do it and you're only going to be at the park at times when that attraction tends to have longer lines which would be like you said morning uh early afternoon as people are coming into the park that's the first thing they're kind of doing and especially before world showcase opens at 11 all those attractions they're they're all jammed yeah yeah those are going to be tough all right so next we covered this a little bit earlier but we'll talk about it separately turtle talk with crush least i mean if you have younger kids i think it's worth fast passing for that only think- because well mainly because i think you're going to get a better experience out of that for younger kids than you are for the clamshell ride okay i do i do agree that is one of the cutest things ever and we seem to always come away with a great experience out of there whether we're laughing at somebody else or we're part of the show and we're laughing at ourselves uh, i think it is great i'm just curious about like with monsters inc at magic kingdom like with philhar magic does it save you time in the end to get the fast pass for the attraction that's true and that i I'm not sure. I, I haven't gone into Crush the last couple of trips, so. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it's my wife and I, so you know we don't have little kids, yeah. except for me. But I'm a big kid, so. And that was awkward when you were sitting in there with the kids, Pete. I know. Raising your hand. Were you, hey, he you asked, Indian he style on the front. He did ask who the big kid was in the red shell, so that was me. Crush. <laughs> Sure. I, you know, we've fast passed this before and we've only done it once. So I'm not recommending to do it because we went and we had our fast pass and we scanned our band and we walked into the holding tank, pun intended. <laughs> and they said the next show starts in 15 minutes. And we were all there together and people that were had standby, the queues were right beside each other. Like the little turnstiles, mm-hmm. um, they were still going through on the right. I just went through on the left. 
uh, but we were in the exact same spot and had to wait the same 15 minutes. Um, so that was very disappointing to me because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not meaning to – not on an elitist standpoint of saying if I have a fast pass, I feel I should get better treatment. But I do feel that it should gain me some sort of a – Maybe you should advantage. get better seats, though. Yeah, and you don't. It's just all – you're just straight in. The only thing that I was curious about is I would imagine that if it's a very busy time, like spring break, holidays uh, – that if you want to see it, maybe a fast pass is necessary because they limit the amount of people going through the standby turnstile. So if you wanted to make sure that you did get into a show that day, that that may be a good use of it. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? You don't need a fast pass, but if your kid wants to speak to Crush, you've got to get there 15 to 20 minutes in advance. Because it is only the first two or three rows of kids sitting on the floor that get called. The kids that show up late and kind of sit towards the back, there's no way that Crush is going to be able to get to those kids. He's going to only see the first two or three rows of kids. So, no fast pass, but be prepared. Get there, get there ahead of time. Great information there. All right, the last one. This is it, and then we'll kind of wrap up. It's Meet Disney Pals at the Epcot character spot I can't say to use a fast pass for it the line's usually not that bad because a lot of people don't even realize that the characters are in Epcot still yeah it's true they are kind of hidden I mean there's signs there but uh, they do a good job of that and I think that's good right to keep the Epcot Mm -hmm. theming so to speak but yeah, still I have a feeling it's happy. not going to be the case for as long as we'd all like it to be, though. What do you think, Chris? I think it's a fast pass, but it's provisional. If that's your only park on vacation and you have little ones, if you need a break in the middle of the day or you absolutely don't want to have to guarantee, you want to guarantee yourself a 20-minute a wait, then fast pass it and take that off your list. Because when you leave it to chance, that's where things can explode on you, and all of a sudden you're waiting in line, potentially missing your fast pass for other attractions, because the line is 45 minutes. So it depends on the age. If you need someone to see Mickey, silver space-suited Mickey, then then <laughs> fast pass it. Yeah, I I agree. I've got I've got both. So it, mine's kind of the same way. The great thing about this meet and greet is that you can meet several at the same time. So you can meet Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, I think, uh, Donald Duck, Goofy. I'm not really sure who else is in there. Maybe Daisy. Mm-hmm. Pluto's out front a lot. Maybe they switch them back and forth. I'm not really sure. Um, but you're meeting a lot of characters at once. So that within itself is good. So like you said, if, if you're not having a lot of character meals, whereas I love to have meet my characters that way but if you don't have character meals and you um haven't had a chance and don't have very much time to see them i i think it might be worth it and the other thing with meet and greet lines is unlike an attraction where you can kind of see how the flow is going to go you never know how long each person is going to take with these characters Mm -hmm. Uh, so disney does a good job 
of moving people along, but you get this family that wants an individual picture with every single person, all 20 people in the party with each character, and then it starts to drag on. So for that reason, I think if, and, and this is for Epcot, if you find yourself the day of and you can't get a fast pass for any of the other tier two attractions um, or if none of them really matter to you, I say go ahead and do it. But otherwise, yeah, I don't think it's it's needed. I'm trying to remember, is there a character interaction at Epcot for Chase card members? I know there's the Chase Lounge, but I'm trying to remember if there is a character meet and greet with Chase at Epcot. There used to be, Peter. And, yeah, there used to be. And I know okay. who it was, too. It was specific. It was actually, at least when I went, it was Duffy Bear. And Duffy Bear was located towards Mexico. I think there was a little area um, just, I guess you would say, between like the main walkway and where the Odyssey is at. There's probably 150, 200 yards. There's a little gaze- yeah. gazebo area, and that was a credit card verification meet Duffy Bear type thing. So okay, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I know they used to have it in Interventions, right over there. Um, See, that's where I thought it was too. So maybe yeah, there it's was still a, there. I, I'm trying to remember the last time we were there because you know Interventions, uh, they closed down, and mm-hmm. you never you mean, know. You, mean, you, you know. mean the festival, the festival hall? No, that- no, no. He's talking about Interventions. They have nothing. Interventions. Yeah, that's where the sum of all. Uh, of all thrills used to be right, Michael. Is that what you're talking about? No, the other side. Um, right now, they it was the side that used to have the giant fire truck in it, and it had the where's your where's the fire, and it oh, would yeah, have yes, 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 um, yes, of course, and it had the video games along the back side there where kids could play video games. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, that back hallway off to the right, there used to be a chase meet and greet there, mm. and I thought it was with Mickey Mouse, and I think you got a photo, mm. uh, but I'm not a hundred percent. See, for me, I remember standing in line to meet Duffy Bear, and then the kids... I, I remember physically having to dig out my credit card out of my wallet to show the cast member that I had a Chase Visa. And then she's like, okay, you're good. You're good. And then she like, kind of like stood everyone up until they pulled it out of their wallet. So, Yeah, I think they've changed that one quite a bit. Because, like I said, they, that interventions sometimes you can't even get in. Uh, they use it for other things. Right now, the back side of it is being used for... Um, what's his name? The Big Hero 6 guy. Baymax? Baymax. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even remember his name. Baymax and then the Inside Out characters hmm. are in the part when you go under to go towards the land pavilion. And then you have the character spot on the left. And then on the right, they've kind of expanded and put Inside Out over there and Baymax. Hmm. Which I wish they would fast pass Inside Out because I would get one for that because it's always busy. So, cool. That's kind of all right. So here's what we're going to do now. I'm going to, you're going to Epcot this evening. All right. So you're going to Epcot this evening, Pete. Which three attractions are you picking for your pa- fast pass? And they're all available. We're not going to play the game of what's well, the day of. You're never going to get soaring. Um, which three are you picking if you're going today? 
I'm going today, yes. am I going to be there all day long? Yeah, you're going to be there all day long, and you have three fast passes. And remember, you can do the old, after you finish your three fast passes, grab another one. Right. Let's just stay away but from that. But they don't, they don't allow you to do a tier one for it, I don't think, generally. Yeah, I don't think so. Let's just go three. We'll make it simple. All right, I'm going to say I'm going to fast pass. Uh, I'll fast pass Illuminations for my Tier 1. And then I'll probably take... Grand Fiesta Tour doesn't have fast pass. Because that one I'd, I'd fast pass. I love that ride. I love um, it too. Man. I guess I'd just have to... I'd take... Um, I guess I'd take C's. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm going against what I said by taking that, but... Well, that's the thing with these fast passes, and it's it's situational. And the reason I'm asking this of you guys is we have a problem sometimes when we go to Epcot because we want two of those two tier, tier ones. ones. Yeah, well, everybody does. I can take three tier ones if I could. Yeah. I, I'm going to do Illuminations. I'm going to do Living with the Land because I love it. And... I'll do Spaceship Earth just so I don't have to worry about whatever time I decide to to try to get on it. All right. Sounds good. How about you, Chris? You have three fast passes. Okay. I'm going to take I'm going to take one for the team here. So the first fast pass is going to be Frozen. Sucker. And then my four-year-old daughter loves Soren, so I'm taking her back over to Soren. And then my third pass, fast pass, is it's Frozen because... I know that she's gonna want to see it twice. Once won't be enough. For her. <laughs> so I'm gonna okay. I, I'm gonna Whoa. ride it twice. Can you do that? Well, I, you didn't. I you, no, you, you didn't, can't. You didn't say whether I could or whether I couldn't. You said everything's available. So I'm taking you at your word. I I'm have not even sure the system allows you to do that. I have. It the, doesn't. I have the mega fast pass. I personally it, talked. It doesn't. Talk to talk to, talk to Bob Iger. I couldn't even use a fast pass for Frozen when I bought DVC, and those fast passes are pretty much good for anything. Did you tell? Which me, is a, Did you tell me another part of the WWUP? Yeah, they said too bad. <laughs> that's not their fault. You, you, you didn't flash your sticker to show me. <laughs> okay. He he said that's not our fault. You, you can't blame us for that. Well, that's another interesting so. thing, isn't it? Interesting that Frozen Ever After isn't a tier one. You would think that it would be, right? Yeah, that, that right, well, confuses me. Right now, it's a 60-minute wait, literally. Like, I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. But for a four-year-old, as Michael well knows, that 60 minutes, that could feel like five hours. So, I'm trying to figure out how people are riding it now. Meaning what? Doesn't World Showcase open at 11? You, well, it's ten fifteen down there, and people are, are probably already in line because they had breakfast at Ackershoes. Mm-hmm. That could be. And they've they've eaten, and they've just gotten in line already. Maybe that, that makes sense. 
Um, okay, what? where were we? We went to f- Frozen twice. Not possible. That's what you said. If you had a third one, just to help the the list, the viewers. Then you know. If you if I would had a third one, then I would just I would I would probably just work my way over to Test Track at that point. Test Track is you know it's That's... potentially the you know the. You'll notice he keeps taking all tier ones, right? Yeah, that's where I'm confused, Chris, because you've already got a tier one. You, you've got you're cheating. You you said they were all available. You didn't restrict me no, to tier you can, one. Yeah, but you yeah, still have to abide by the tier yeah, rules, man. Yeah. Come on now. I got a sticker. I got a WW review business card and somewhere. Again, they already told me it. That's not their fault. All right. They're not going to accommodate us. Okay. If <laughs> they you, don't say that's a disability. They know us. They've heard. If they're like, oh, these jokers. It's not my fault you have a mediocre there. show. <laughs> we're, we're, they're lucky we let them in still after what they put out. Then here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over, like Pete, I'm going to go to Spaceship Earth because I know that I'm going to need to ride it in the middle of the day. I might not be able to see 830 at night. And so I'm going to make sure that they get on Spaceship Earth because it's iconic. Okay. Just try not to get it in Spanish. Unless she speaks Spanish. Unless you're Spanish. <laughs> All right. So, for my three, I'm going to pick Soren. Because I think, I just think that that is a fantastic ride. It and Haunted Mansion are my two favorite at Walt Disney World. So, I'm with the Haunted Mansion for sure. Uh, so, I, I'm going to take Soren and. Frozen Ever After. I haven't ridden it yet because, as I understand it, it has, still has the same drops as Maelstrom, and I didn't ride it when it was Maelstrom. So, <laughs> adding Anna and Elsa probably doesn't make me want to ride it any more than I did before. Uh, but you know, they're like four foot drops, right, Michael? Yeah, I understand. Okay. I'll get it on I'm it just, eventually. Just making sure. C- can I see the drops, Pete? That's the problem because. Things I can't see automatically are like ten times worse than they they should be. <laughs> so, but I think Frozen Ever After is important. So then after that, my last one. Oh, I'm gonna go with. Chicken. I'm gonna go with Spaceship Earth as well, because you just never know, and I think that Spaceship Earth is a must. When you're at Epcot, I think you need to do it. I think everyone needs to do it. I don't think anyone has an excuse not to. So. You're right. It is a must. That's a must when you go to Epcot Center. Correct. Good. All right, folks. That was it. We hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a while ago and it might have been a little outdated, but still a lot of that information was relevant. And we just hope you enjoyed just the unscripted conversation between Michael, Peter, and myself. So, hey, before we leave today, I wanted to actually, you know, Pete, I know we talked about this earlier. I wanted to fire off some things to you guys just to give you an idea. And, again, we are we are grateful <laughs> and honored that we are downloaded by the people that listen to us regularly and the people that listen to us, I guess you would say semi-regularly. So we or have regularly. I don't, <laughs> you know, my, my, my ability to speak the English language, Pete is already limited. So I was going with just the easiest option. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's fine. yeah. All right. So here we go. So on our podcast server, we have a page where we can pull up geographic stats of where our, 
pages downloaded. So it's not necessarily important to know the numbers from the specific countries, but we thought you'd like to, because we got a kick out of this. I'm just going to fire off some countries here quickly, letting you know where people have downloaded Pete and Chris, Pete and Chris and Stacy, and Pete and Chris and Laura from uh, over the last two years, because we are past the two-year mark. So you ready to go, yeah. Pete? Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to do this quickly, so we're going to buzz through this quickly. United States, Canada. Yeah, I'd hope so. <laughs> at least a couple of, couple of downloaders. Canada, United Kingdom, France, Japan, Germany, New Zealand, China, Philippines, Russia, Ireland, Brazil, Uzbekistan. Pete, we're big in Uzbekistan. I, you should know that. I, oh, I know. We've uh, we've been invited there to speak. Uh, Mexico, Belgium, Italy, Switzerland, the Ukraine, Denmark, Spain, Iraq. Pete, who who who's downloading us in Iraq? Uh, you know what? I'd like to think it is one of our service members, it, it, one of it, our men and women in in uniform. That's the best answer we could possibly imagine. I, I, I now, I'm I'm gonna throw this one out there. It is not all of our episodes, so they're a little behind. Understandable. They're in the middle of something, but let's go, guys. Come on. There you go. Got to get these numbers up a little bit. Especially in Iraq. Australia, Netherlands, India, Israel, Argentina, the Czech Republic, Romania, Greece, Poland, Saudi Arabia, Algeria, Lebanon, the Republic of Korea. It doesn't say north or south. All right. Rwanda, Malaysia. It's the Republic. So does that that mean south? South, yeah. See, I have a hard time with geography as well. Malaysia, Norway, the Republic of Moldova, Tunisia, Colombia, Sweden, Jordan, Austria, Finland, Guatemala, the Bahamas, Bulgaria, Bolivia, the United Republic of Tanzania. Anything really make you laugh so far? I mean, are we big? Um, We are big in Uzbekistan. (laughs) Uzbekistan. Thailand. It says Asia backslash Pacific region. Not sure what that is. Estonia. I, yeah, I don't know what that is. Hang, hang on. Estonia. Especially since we already mentioned China, Japan, Thailand. Wait a minute. Wasn't Estonia? Wasn't that where Pauly Shore came from? In Encino Man? Not Pauly Shore. Who, Brandon Fraser? Did you ever see Encino Man? Uh, yeah. Come on, Link. Don't, don't you remember Linkovich yeah, Chabowski? Why do I remember that? I don't remember that. Why do I remember that? I don't know. (laughs) Uruguay, Nepal, Iran, Macedonia, South Africa, the United Arab Emirates, Indonesia, Hungary, Croatia, Lithuania, Zimbabwe, Albania, Trinidad and Tobago, not just Tobago itself, but Trinidad and Tobago, Turkey. Your lumbago is that thing? That's right. Cyprus, Oman, Peru. Nigeria, Slovakia, Libya, Puerto Rico. Whoa, yeah. Hit me. Puerto Rico. Come on, guys. It, it could be bigger in Puerto Rico. We're going to have to work on that. Palau, Singapore, St. Eustatius, Sabah, and Bonaire, Chile, Latvia, and bringing up the rear is Slovenia. So if there's anything I'm going to focus on in 2018 is I'm going to work on the Slovenian numbers. Just so you know, Pete. I'm focusing okay. on that. There, There is another one called Other Regions. We, I have no idea what countries those entail, but... That's like when the wrestler comes out, and it's like from Parts Unknown. That's all. Ah. I could, that's, that's what I could imagine. So, 
hey, we thought you'd get a joy, get a kick out of uh, out of hearing, <laughs> and and I'm imagining probably half these countries someone downloaded us completely accidentally. <laughs> oh, I ab- absolutely <laughs> expected something else. Heard us to Yahoo's, and that was it, right? Uh, yeah, like Palau, <laughs> Oman. Hey, you know what though? We are lucky. We do have great people listening to us. We've got great we friendships, and you know, we get a kick out of looking at this. This just makes us smile. This, this makes us laugh. <laughs> it just makes us smile. So, um, I think that's all I got today, buddy. Hey, you know, like I said, we're we're really big in a couple of countries that I'm lucky I can pronounce. So, <laughs> that's right. And by really big, I'm being really sarcastic. <laughs> All right, man. But hey, you know what? It's all good. We're just, we're just here to have a good time. So, anything else, buddy? No. Like my friend uh, Milos always tells me, you'll have good days. All right. So for my buddy Pete, for myself, hope you enjoy your Christmas. Have a safe travel if you are traveling. And have a happy new year. We'll see you in 2018. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. Milos Slavikadik. What? Oh, hey, that. He can't say his name on the air. Do you have a friend? Because the last person I knew Milos was from Seinfeld. Is that who you're talking about? That's who it was. Jerry, like a baby. <laughs>